0: Greetings and salutations, friends and listeners. Satsung here. Happy to bring you another episode of the Satsung Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have my good buddy Preston Smiles. This is our first time ever talking. So it's really fun. I like doing podcasts like that. We got a bunch of mutual friends, but it never shot the shit together. So, really cool stuff, man. Bright guy, cool story, uh, beautiful insight. Um, Yeah, as always... The podcast is brought to you by Onnit. Onnit is a human optimization company and fine purveyor of supplements, exercise gear, apparel. It's a lifestyle brand. We're not just talking about people that are peddling things. I personally have been using Onnit for about five plus years. And the noticeable difference in my day-to-day life is night and day. Uh, For me, the huge, huge game changer, their strength and performance powder um, love the taste of it, don't work out without it. But what I want to tell you guys about is the Total Human. I know it can be overwhelming when you go to the Onnit website. There's so many badass supplements. What do I take? If you get the Total Human, you don't even have to think about it. They put together day and night packs for you. So, you pop open one pack, you take it in the morning with breakfast. Pop open another pack, take it with dinner. Boom, fully supplementized. You're fully supplementized. Uh, alpha brain is in there, strong bone is in there, krill oil is in there, B vitamins are in there, so much stuff. I'm sure I forgot a couple, but uh, total human package is, is what I uh, would uh, would tell everyone to get on. Anyway, without further ado, Mr. Preston Smiles. Preston Smiles, welcome to the Satsung Podcast, dude. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Dude, I'm I'm excited about this podcast because um, I don't have an agenda. I don't have any notes. Uh, anytime I have someone on that I don't know, I kind of just shoot from the hip, and we see where it goes. I've seen enough of um, kind of what you do um, from a distance. You're just my type of guy, dude. You're you're active. You're motivating people. You're talking about important shit, um, and inspiring people to do good. And I think. I said yesterday on a podcast that I was recording with my friend David um, that our goal should be to protect, preserve, and enhance human life. And, and from what I've seen, yes. from what you're doing, that is what you're doing. So just tell everyone a little bit about yourself, man, what you do.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. First and foremost, thank you for, for having me on. Uh, thank you for any of you who have uh, ears to hear. Uh, eyes to see, and just a, a heart for uh, the type of work that we are all up to. We're up to this this thing together. Um, I think it was Mr. Ram Dass that said, we're all just walking each other home to the self. And that's essentially what my duty is on this planet. Uh, I believe that we all have the same purpose, which is to reflect and reveal God's love in only the way that we can. And the mission changes on a need-to-know basis. The mission uh, changes uh, when the vision changes. However, the purpose remains the same, which is why I call myself, uh, or the, I use the hashtag, Love's Voice, because I believe that each and every one of us, every time we open our mouths, every time we, we step forward and wave the flag uh, in the name of love, we are being Love's Voice. We are organizing inside of the beautiful, uh, magical, uh, uh, let's call it, vortex that is the, the truth of our being, which is love. I believe that love is all there is, was, and ever will be. All there is. And I know that there may be some pushback instantly from anybody who hears that because I don't personally believe that there are mistakes in God. I don't think there's one single leaf that is a mistake just like i don't think that there is one single thing that has ever happened on this planet that is a mistake it is all the universe's way of saying yes there's only a yes button for me and so uh my job is to help remind people in a practical uh synthesized way that they are not in control but they have a say so and that the uh The gift of reflective thinking and the gift of uh, moving our bodies and tapping in and clearing the channel uh, creates, everything is creating, and we are a part of that thing. Now, short answer to, I just gave you a long one. Uh, I am a personal freedom coach and uh, facilitator coach you name it, all of it is about the same thing for me, and that's personal freedom. Because if you don't have that, you don't have shit.
0: Yeah, man, I like the way you worded that instead of just saying, like, life coach. Um, I like that. I like everything that you said there. You know, me and my 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 good friend Brady, he runs a company called Go Fast, Don't Die. But him and mm. I end, end almost every correspondence with um, different things same ways, where yes. we have completely different jobs and callings and what we're doing in the world but we try to approach them yes. in the same way which is like you just said with love with compassion with understanding and ultimately um i love i love that you put so much emphasis on freedom because i um to me that is the biggest key that would unlock unlimited potential for our society is choice and i think people um, you know, people grow up differently. Like I know for me, my biggest fear growing up was seeing people in cubicles or seeing people um, <laughs> in like that, the cog and the wheel thing, right? Like that was my biggest fear. So I was like, okay, either I'm going to be a rock star or a hell's angel or like, whatever yes. the opposite of that is, that's what I'm going to be. Um, and, and, and really it was all based in freedom. I just wanted the freedom to be myself and have that not be restricted by anyone. Um, so I always get very excited when I meet other people that that's their driving force is, is freedom. You know? Um, I, I, I've watched a lot of your videos, man, and they always really warm my heart, particularly the ones on relationships. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, I think there's this, there's this, um, inherent thing as men to be, um, defensive, and like we're always being challenged, and, and not challenged in a good way, but like our like our place in the world is being challenged. Uh, yes. And a lot of the relationship advice that you give that I really resonate with is this: like, okay, here's this person that loves you that you're going through your life with, you know, and they're presenting you, like you said, with these choices. So it's like you can be defensive and angry, or you can be like, no, ultimately, I want freedom with this person. So Yes. Working on the same goal. Um, Talk a bit about about family, because you and I are both dads, you and I are both married. And those are two roles that I that are the most important roles to me that I that I have.
1: Thousand percent, man. So uh, going back to the idea of there are no mistakes in uh the thing that i've labeled god you can call it krishna you can call it buddha you can call it allah you can call it divine source intelligence jesus whatever that is there are no mistakes in god and so out of 7.7 billion people on the planet this one human made their way into your space and not did they just make their way into your space because you know that happens at a coffee shop that happens but but they made your their way into your space in such a way that it, it called forth this part of us that said, let's be in a relationship. And right? that t- to me, just that thought is a miracle. And so, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's like, crazy. I you put it that
0: way, Yeah. That's absolutely
1: bananas. When you put it that way, it's wild bro. Right. So you like, you have to be, there's so many things that have to line up. There's so many things that have to go wrong, quote unquote, wrong and quote, unquote, right. For us to be in a situation where we say, Let's get married. Let's let's do life together to the degree that we can, and not only that, but that divine union, whether it's on purpose, consciously, or on purpose subconsciously. Let's also create another being. And see who we are inside of all of that. Right, the job. My job is to uh, remember who I actually am. So many of us become identified with uh, our biceps and booties and eyes and skin color and all of these things. Who am I? Oh, I'm Preston and I live here. And this is why I'm what's on my driver's license. Nah, 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 nah. Anybody who's tapped in, who's went deep enough into themselves knows that they are, they, they, they are beyond um, these skin suits. You know, I've had the great pleasure and also we can call it fucked up pleasure of watching people die bloody deaths i've been right there when somebody's brains are splattered on the ground and they they ride and 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 attempt to stay here and yet you know life did what it needed to do the interesting thing about having an experience like that because we celebrate every birthday somebody has a birthday we say whoa yay born day we often don't celebrate the day that somebody is reborn into another vortex. We don't celebrate the quote-unquote death. And for me, I've had that opportunity, and it changes how I live on this side because I've had the opportunity to see somebody go away. They, they went from the body, and yet the body remained. So I know that's not me. And uh, This is a long-winded way to say my... Uh, philosophy on relationship is it's a dojo it's a place to uh come back to my heart it's a place to recognize all the traumas and things that i've been through capital t trauma shock trauma and acute and family trauma and the little subtle traumas that have happened in my childhood that show up in my relationship it's so easy to place blame and when we're when we're single and i'll speak for myself but when i was single You know, I was, I thought I was a shit, bro. I thought I knew everything. And then I got in a relationship and my wife started reflecting all the places where I still play small. She just started showing up in the way that she shows up. And it brought up all these insecurities about who I thought I was and how tough and how much I knew about the world. And, and I went straight back to my default. Oh, I'll place blame. I'll point it over there. The truth is, and you know this, uh, there's only one of us here. And mm-hmm. everything I, I, I point over there at, it, it, truthfully, is just something I'm just revealing me. Yeah. Any, anytime I open my mouth, I'm just revealing me. And so uh, the greatest workshop I've ever been in is relationship. Uh, I've went into the depths of plant medicine and all the different things, and nothing has rocked me like being a married man with children.
0: <laughs> hey man, man. One thing that you said in there that I feel was really serendipitous is a conversation that I've been having a lot, you know, like um, when I try to engage in conversation in regards to like uh, politics or socioeconomic things, like I'm a, I'm a rugged individualist in the way of, I agree with everything you just said. I'm like, yeah, dude, but at the end of the day, we're all set up with these choices. I came from a mm-hmm. super um, abusive home life. I was abused every day. There was violence outside of my house 24 um, yep. seven. So I had these choices where I could go, okay, well, I'm going to do what my brother did and I'm going to do dumb shit until I go to prison. But eventually and, and my relationship played a huge part in that. Um, eventually you, you make these choices of, okay, well, how do I want to interact with the world with this one life that I've been given? I can repeat yes. these same patterns, but I know where they go. Or I I can try a different way, but one thing that you said in there that's really powerful is the like, um, you know, whenever I'm engaging, particularly with people like on the far left or the far right, is this idea of being told like, well, you're a cis white male, and I'm like, but I'm actually not. I'm actually like a a sentient (laughs) soul from a different dimension that's just kind of carrying this meat suit, and I didn't pick the costume. So like, yes. well, yes, this may be the physicality that you were presented with, I'm actually not this thing. Yes. I'm the thing behind the thing that's within the thing behind the thing. And yes. when you say that to someone that that isn't hip to it, they're like, oh, you mean you're fucking crazy? And I'm like, Ugh. you know, where it's like, <laughs> I'm I'm not identifying with this like um this human experience that that deeply in a way that I am like, I am a cis white male that lives in America. And this is what I am. Yes. Like, there's so much more to us than that. And, yes, um, and sometimes I get frustrated, you know, Aubrey and I have have this conversation almost every time we're together is it's like, dude, how do we get the entire world to relate to the thing that's behind the thing that's within the thing that's behind the thing. Yep. Like what's what's your take on that? Because obviously, for me at this point, I'm just like, oh, we can do is live by example. Um, yep. But there's flaws in that too because we're all going to fall short because we are emotional creatures, you know.
1: Truth. So here's here's what shows up for me, and 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 this we may disagree on this, and which is also fantastic for the podcast. I don't believe in right and wrong. And and therefore, when there's this this thing of like, like just using your words, how do we get the world, right? I agree in the sense that there may be a more effective way given uh, how you and I have been able to view the planet, right? There may be a more effective way, we do know, that what we focus on expands what we appreciate appreciates we do know that if we took a microscope and put it over my body or your body we would just see cells dancing we know that scientifically and here's a trippy thing if you go to a morgue right now and there's a dead body you could put a microscope over that dead body and it still would be dancing there won't be uh let's call it consciousness there won't be a spirit in there but the all of this is transient it's all moving shifting and changing and so my belief is that uh, all roads lead to the same place and the part of me that wants to save everybody is at times at times participating in the drama triangle where i get to be the hero and if i'm the hero there has to be a victim and you know Having the opportunity of being in the bush in Africa, you know, uh, in in the middle of uh, Tanzania and different places and uh, traveling to India and spending time with people who don't necessarily have all of this information and seeing how they're tapped into the thing that so many Western people aren't, it reminds me that there's a lot of gray in this whole conversation. And every time I think I know and I try to grab and I say, well, this is the way, I get humbled. I get kicked in the balls. And I think we're, you and I are probably around the same age. I may be a little older than you, and, and, but I'm sure you know and you have that thing, right? And Aubrey as well. We, we get, go through the same conversation. Like the world is inherently perfect. And there are, uh, from where we sit, more effective ways to live life. And uh, do I want to save everybody? Fuck yes. Would I, would I love it if uh, the government didn't try to come in my house and shoot my kids up with a bunch of fucking, like, things? Yes. Right? And, and this is where, when people challenge me or we go back and forth, they're like, oh, you don't believe in right and wrong. But if somebody touched your kid, would you believe in right and wrong? Uh, to a degree, yes. I, I don't think I can block my kids from the lessons they came here to get. And I would fuck somebody up because I'm still human.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. And I have
1: guns and the whole thing. It would be yeah, a problem. Yeah. 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 So you yeah. know. Yeah, that's yeah. what's
0: that's what's so tricky with the whole thing, is it's like on good days, I remember I'm not the thing, I'm the thing behind the thing. But yes. it's so hard, like, you know, yeah, I've i have dedicated the last five years of my life to becoming very proficient in violence. And um <laughs> one thing that's really funny with that is it's actually made me super compassionate because yes, um, it, what I found in mixed martial arts is that we're all banging our heads against our own ceilings, right? I'm never going to be, uh, Izzy. I'm never going to be cause his ceilings here. I still have a ceiling, but it's down here. So it's all about banging yes. my head against my ceiling. But what you see in the, what I've noticed in the world is anytime someone has tried to start a fight with me, um, which some of the times that it's happened, it's like, how do you explain to someone like, Hey bro, this isn't my ego speaking. This is reason I will legitimately ruin your day. Um, but what yes. happens is, is I get this like deep sense of compassion is I'm like, Oh dude, you don't know where your ceiling is and you're not banging your head against your ceiling all of the yep. time. So you're out here just in an, in an attempt to find your ceiling. You're not doing activities where you find a ceiling, you know? Um, yes. And it's so sad because I see you're super into fitness and I see, I've, I've had the pleasure of uh, Justin Wren is a dear friend of mine. Brigham is one of my good friends. Yes. Um, so I've seen the little like fitness group that you have go from like eight dudes working out to like 15 dudes <laughs> working out. So now I'm just like, holy shit, dude, these guys are just doing like 50 person workouts. Um, yep. Talk a bit about that because I think that's the important thing. Like It doesn't have to be martial arts, but if- Correct. What, what I see is when people are always seeking and banging their head against their ceiling, their yes. whole life kind of starts to get into a better order.
1: Yes. Yes. And more. Yes, bro. I just want to acknowledge a few things. One, I'm really into MMA and you just, your references and all of that stuff is just, it just lit me up because you know, I nerd out on that stuff. Uh, here's, here's what my understanding, there's a few things. One, uh, there's three centers of intelligence, the head, or let's call it the mind, the heart, and the gut. Three centers of intelligence. I like that. Uh, most most humans spend their time trying to figure out life from the mind. And yet there's more body, there's more heart and, and gut than there is mind. And those things have their own intelligence. The, 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 the mind um, the, the body remembers what the mind forgets. The body remembers what the mind forgets. And all of us have had multiple layers and levels of trauma and there's a lot of bits of information coming through every single moment and so what the brain does the mind does is it deletes distorts and generalizes it deletes it distorts and it generalizes to make sense of the world so that it can be in perceived control now when we enter uh, uh the pain cave like yourself and, and myself, and I'm just getting into this, right? This is, I'm 41 years young, and this is my first time ever really getting into fitness and, and seeing where I land in that. I had a, a question come up because I, I coach uh, coaches. I have two different businesses. One of them is called Elementum Coaching Institute, where we, we uh, certify coaches and make them, turn them into weapons. And then I have another one called Kaboom Coaching, where I help coaches make money. And so every day, or I won't say every day, every week, I'm filled in questions. And last night, somebody asked the question, do we need to enter our shadow so much in order to be free? And my answer to that was absolutely not. Uh, However, and I won't say need, but it is more effective to find out and, and go past what is comfortable in order to create energetic space in the somatic body so that we have choice. The body is a living library that stores everything we've ever been through. When men come together, people, I'll just say people, when people come together and they bang up against each other and they scream and they beat their chest and they allow um, themselves to, to, to enter into spaces that are different than their householder world something happens where we clear energetic space we cut cords whether we are consciously aware that the cord we're cutting is that 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 bully that called us a faggot or fat when we were 13 whether we know that or not whether we know that we're dealing with our uncle molesting us when we were seven when you go into those caves and you go past your edge and you free parts of the body that is what you're doing whether it's a conscious thought or not and so uh, this workout group that you're speaking about empowered brotherhood I started that uh, by having a conversation with a few really powerful dudes uh, Stephanos and uh, Cal Calhoun and all of them were sharing that they were working out by themselves and my whole life I've been what you would call a community organizer I didn't start by being a dude who speaks I started by doing a du- being a dude who brings people together and then the speaking people stand in the front and I stand in the back. That's what, how I started. And then Miriam Williamson and Michael Beckwith pulled me to the side and said, yo, you have something and you get to, you get to talk to. And so that's, that's sort of how my world even started. I created this thing called the Love Mob. And so I got to Austin 10 months ago and I was like, yo, these, there's a bunch of dope dudes here. And they're, a- not, they're not overlapping. They're not overlapping and so i know a bunch of them but they're not overlapping fuck it i'm going to create something cuz i as a 41 year old i was 40 at the time uh dude was like yo i'm this is the part that i've skipped over right i've skipped over I've, I've been doing all this mind stuff and shadow work stuff but i haven't been like actually seeing what it feels like to build muscle and if you don't use it you lose it and so long story short uh yeah it started with four of us now there's 350 of us Inside of the Telegram group, and at any given workout, it's between 50 and 80 dudes that will show up at our workouts, and it's going to get bigger and bigger, and we're not going to stop. And the point of it for us is iron sharpens iron, and there's there men need each other. We need a space where we can sit, where we can talk, where we can laugh, where we can bang up against each other, where we can find out what we're made of, where we can uh, face off with each other, belly to belly, and and see what's there.
0: Yeah, man, I think that's so important. Like what one of my favorite parts of of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is if you hang out long enough, um, you know, uh between white and blue belt, 70% of people are gonna quit. Between blue belt and purple belt, 90% of people are gonna quit. Yes. So there's this like it's so weird the the connections that build uh when you're when you're fighting with each other because there was of the original group of us that started around the same time of us three of us got our purple belts um last year and there's this thing where like clay who's my buddy uh that got his purple belt with me i see him maybe once a month but he's one of these cats that it's like if he called me or i called him was like yo dude i'm four hours from where you're at Let's go. But I got a flat tire. Can you help me? He'd be like, yep. yep, on the way, homie. Or hey man, I got a body and I need to get rid of it. He'd be like, Bet, I'm on the way, you know. So yep. it's like the relationships that build when we are cause because shit happens in there. You're crying in front of someone. We've all had breakdowns. I've yes. you know, we've seen each other compete and fail. We've seen each other compete and win. Yes. So there's all of this shit that goes into that. Um, and there's a closeness that happens like you know, when you are upset and broken down enough that you cry in front of a bunch of your bros
1: yes. and they're just
0: like, dude, it's good. Like, this yep. is, this is what we're here for. Like, this is what we're here for. You cry in here and have the breakdowns in here. So you don't have them out there. And Real talk. And and I think that's so important to, to have, especially as men where there's this, um, I don't even want to say toxic masculinity. Like, Cause I think it's fucking goofy. Like, I think yeah. it's goofy masculinity where there's sure. this, it's a bunch of dudes pretending that, um, that they know where their ceiling is, and they have this very MTV understanding of what <laughs> the human experience yes. is, and it's like, um, those are my favorite people that come into the gym because I, I know they're going to quit, yep. um, and I get to observe them for a couple hours while they're completely demoralized and you know choked unconscious by 120-pound girls. And, yep. they, and I watch them turn, I watch them make the conscious choice that goes, "Nope, i'm going to go back into the world with the illusion that I'm tough rather than <laughs> become a student and say, "Okay, teach me, teach yep. me how to be a badass rather than okay, I'm done pretending." Yes." You know, I did that for so long. Um, and I honestly think i I, I got into tr- training, like you were talking about those like traumas that that come up. You know, I had a, had a phase during my blue belt where I was so fucking savage and I was so aggressive and I wanted to kill everybody.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And my coach was like, yo dude, uh, I don't know who you're fighting, but you're not allowed to fight them here anymore. Yes, dude. And my drive home was like, it's my brother, dude. It's my dad. It's these two people that I always look to that were like, these are the fucking tough guys. They don't think I'm tough. They think I'm skinny. They think I'm not shit. And it's like, is that what I'm doing this for? Is I'm doing this yes. shit for them? I don't even give a fuck about these people anymore, and I'm doing it for them?
1: Bro. So, Bro. like,
0: those are the breakthroughs, you know?
1: Fire. That is pure fire. And whoever that was was tapped the fuck in, and, and you are, too, for being able to recognize that and hear it. Uh, I think it's the, the, the Lakota that has um, the, the distinction of the Red Road, red road and the Black Road. Um, black Road. Uh, wide very wide you just gotta be a dude right take that road drink smoke fuck whatever whatever you want to do let your dick dictate what's next right um the red road is narrow right it takes some some attention and intention because if you fall off that road it's a little different and what you're talking about with those dudes that come in uh they they quickly realize that the red road is is the road of honor and it's a road of true strength and there's a big difference between let's call it power over power with and power within and what you're speaking about with with the di- going between the belts most people especially dudes because we grew up on ultimate warrior and clint eastwood and this yeah. idea of rambo and fucking like the dude oh my muscles my dick my money oh, i'm at the top look at me i'm better than everyone right that thing You know, just not to jump around too much here, but I've I coach those dudes often uh, because I have I've created a multi-million dollar business. I got all the things, and I know the distinction between true freedom and the illusion of it. You could take all that shit away. I got my health. I got my family. I got my wife. I'm a fucking beast. That's it. I went hunting a couple months ago we did mushrooms, and then we went hunting. You wanna talk about a, a whole other world, but let me, let me jump back into what I'm speaking about. Your, that catch, because for me, just in the last year, I've realized that most of my life I've been fighting against my dad. At 13 years old, I found out he was addicted, addicted to crack cocaine and that he was buying it from the little boys in the projects around the corner from our house and those little boys made fun of me and since 13 i've been trying to prove that i'm better than him that i'm the man of the house that i can hold this whole thing and that i will not fold to drugs or alcohol or to women or any of those things and guess what everything that i judged him for i have done every piece of it and that's been one of the biggest lessons for me in this whole thing which is why it's so great everything i judged my dad for all the proving all the fighting i didn't realize that i was fighting to, to get to the top, just to say, look, I'm not like you. Look, I'm not like you. I'm not like your dad either. My grandfather did the same thing. And there's something magical and beautiful about willing yourself into a place, but I was still a prisoner the whole time. Yeah. like, Go ahead.
0: Well, it's because like <clears throat> we think in – like for me, man, I relate to what you're saying so much because we can trick ourselves to think that we're not identifying with our pain and trauma – By doing the things like, so for me, man, right before COVID Satsung, we had just sold out every show except one on a tour. And I was like, I did it. I made it out of poverty. I'm not a fucking alcoholic anymore. I'm not this like I made it I've done myself work. And then that was taken from me. Mm. And holy shit, dude, it got fucked for a minute. And then it was like, Okay, I guess I'll go to therapy and see you know, see what's up. And, and what I found in therapy was, was she on day one, she goes, okay, well tell me a bit about yourself. Yes. I started my life story at 25 when I started Satsun. Oh. And oh. she is like, she let me go for like 20 minutes before she's like, okay, we got to go. <laughs> we got to yeah. go all the way back to the beginning. Cause you didn't start your life at 25 dude. And yes. what I realized in doing the self-work was by using the trauma the pain the abusive dad all of the like the similar shit that you were talking about is my drive to be successful yes and getting what i deemed to be successful um which to me was always little shit. it was like uh do i have money in savings am i paying the bills and can i yes. go to the grocery store and not think about what things cost yes. like that to me is is success and I had got that. So I was like, okay, well, my self work's done. Cause I beat, I beat the boss. You know what I mean? I'm the man and I did it. And yes. then it was like realizing how much spiritual work, um, you know, and then coming out of that therapy and then doing the ayahuasca and like, and being like, holy shit, dude, I'm just getting started on the work.
1: Yes. You know, cause it's yes. not,
0: it's not money. It's not success. It's the how do I feel when I'm sitting alone and I start pondering, how am I doing as a husband? How am I doing as a dad? That's what fucking matters. Not like, okay, how much is in savings? Are the bills paid? I got a cool truck. I got a motorcycle. Okay, cool. I'm good. Yes. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's such an interesting thing. And I see to go back to like saving the world, if you will, you know, the big thing that I observed last summer, um, with with just all of the violence and the riots mm-hmm. and the the action and reaction that was occurring was I was like man a we have a lot of undealt with trauma here but yes but b it it seemed like everyone was over identifying with some shit that can be summed up with some people are bad people and they're mm. gonna do bad shit whether Mm. that is a gangbanger, whether that Mm -hmm. is a fucking police officer, there are people with darkness in them that have the intent Mm -hmm. to do dark things. So they Mm -hmm. will do dark things. A scorpion will sting you. You know what I mean? Like that's what they fucking do. Yeah. Um, But that group think started going in a weird direction because everyone was collectively identifying with this thing where it's like, no dude, it's not this thing. There's a thing behind the thing. Yes. And if everyone just agreed to do better shit like this wouldn't happen, you know? Correct what is Correct. your what is your take on 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 that especially as a black guy like yep. um there's so much fucking collective trauma in the black community you know i'm from chicago mm-hmm. um so i lived uh, on the west side so i saw dude i mean there would be 70 80 homicides a weekend mm-hmm. in one weekend yeah and the thing that was hard for me last <laughs> summer was people particularly white folks that grew up in the suburbs that have never been in these mm-hmm. communities saying, well, Black Lives Matter, and here's this issue. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to sound like anything, but I'm just saying like fuck tons of black kids are dying every single week mm-hmm. all over the country. Yep. And I think that needs to get addressed, not saying that this policeman killing this person isn't a problem because that's a fucking problem. We're here to protect, preserve human yep. life. But there's way more of them dying every weekend in these neighborhoods. correct. Um, so, so, what's your take on that of like, cause to me, that needs addressed quick, fast in a hurry, man, cause we got fucking babies killing babies. like
1: absolutely. yeah, there's there's so many layers and levels to this conversation, and I'll start with uh, the conversation was started. Um, often, and during that time, a lot of I went on a lot of podcasts and people asked this question and what i said was was in my lifetime in my 41 years of being on this planet i've i've never seen people collectively more aware of injustices and the huge gap between the rich and the poor mm-hmm. i've never seen people care as much as they do right now and how they're caring we can all sit on our pedestal and be like don't care like that though yeah don't care like that or we could say you're being emotionally drug around by media and social media and cherry picking yes right that's all true as well and at the end of the day for me i likened it to uh our first child's birth which was at home in venice beach in, a, in a, a bungalow in venice beach the first you know couple hours of the birth she was really uncomfortable no drugs no nothing just her myself uh and a doula and, and a midwife in another room and then at some point um you know we all have to address the elephant in the room this shit is happening no matter what and whether we start in the bathtub or we start in the shower or we start on the bed at some point this little boy named Kingston Ra is coming out and for me that is a similar conversation that I have about the entire process that the world especially the United States is going through we can go back so far um, in my mind where I sit um, and it's all a part of the evolution that has turned into a revolution, Uh, the quote-unquote powers that be, and I I put quotes there because it's not true power, uh, have never, ever cared for uh, black and brown people, ever. That's just where I sit. I can be wrong about that. No, that's Uh, that's accurate. And so no big deal when it's just affecting them, right? Fuck them is how I see the mentality from the government. We don't give a shit about them. They kill each other. They put this stuff in their music. No big deal, right? It's just uh, an easier way for us to fill up our prisons, an easier way for us to get rid of them because they're coming. um, And uh, we keep the power over, right? Going back to the distinction, power over, power with, and power within. Power within and power with, for me, are true power uh false power is power over so uh in every direction a lot of people just turned into like overnight uh activists right and that shit can get annoying as well and going back to delete distort and generalize delete distort and generalize so is there a potential issue with an understanding of how to quote unquote police in neighborhoods where You may have been raised unconsciously to believe that black is bad and white is good. Yes. All of us have been programmed and conditioned to believe that Snow White and all of the other Disney characters, all the best characters, all the best people on the planet. I remember frying my hair when I was eight years. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, the only white guy in fucking (laughs) in the
1: desert. (laughs) Bro, everything has been set up for us to believe that white is right. And dark and bad, uh, dark and brown are bad, and so all the all the bad characters wear dark clothes, and all the you yes. know, Clint Eastwood and everybody else comes to save the day and kill these savages. And so we'd be fooling ourselves if we didn't think that that has doesn't have an effect on us. Now, with that said, I I do believe and that there is a a reckoning happening, and on the other side, though, we will be birthed into. Uh, Everything that we've been asking for as a spiritual community right we're we're no longer we've been sweeping shit under the rug for a long time and for me um those people who who you labeled as just some people who have dark energy in in them and they're bad people i don't I wouldn't identify as bad people I say there are some people who have dark energy in them because they're misguided, misguided and they haven't had yeah most of them didn't have a dad or somebody to sit them down most of them didn't and of course there's a bunch of us who had that same scenario and we quote unquote made it out yeah but made it out where right it, mm-hmm. i think it was malcolm x that said if if um if uh some of us aren't free then none of us are and so we can we can keep pushing people away but at some point things are going to burst at the seams and i was grateful um and also, you know, there's, there's definitely some concern. It's the same thing with the vaccine thing, right? New headlines, new way to divide people. Um, at some point, that thing will come to a head and do what hu- humanity has always done, which is find our way back to each other, loving yeah. thyself as thy neighbor
0: yeah man so much in there you know i think a big part of it too that that is is getting missed you know i'm a student of the panthers and malcolm i always have Mm -hmm. been that's i started reading that shit way too young you know like again the counterculture anything that was against the mainstream narrative i was being taught so fred hampton you know like if someone said to me who's Who's your hero? Who's, so, yep. who's the most influential person in your life? I would, I would mm. say Fred Hanson or Angela Davis, because those are mm. the first people that I ever read about where I was like, that's fucking power. Yep. And, and I think where the power came from is the changing of consciousness inside of the community, because yes. the neighborhood that I grew up in, the vibe was, we're all fucked anyway. Yep. Nobody's coming to save us anyway.
1: Real talk. So
0: I'm going to do what the fuck I got to do to make my time here as enjoyable as it is. And, and the means to that end, it, what we're taught, the means to that ends is money. Yeah. So I'm going to do what the fuck I got to do to get paid. You're going to do what the fuck you got to do to get paid. Fuck the law. Fuck anyone that's in my way to get paid. Um, yes. so that creates a weird culture. And like you said, when you have music and, and everybody around you is perpetuating that you're not yep. fucking swimming up that stream. You're like, all right, this is what we're doing. Yes. Um, and the thing that I think got missed in this whole movement, um, is why I think the work that you're doing is so important is what Fred Hampton was doing was going into neighborhoods and preaching the importance of here's this system that like Mm -hmm. you said doesn't give a fuck about us Mm -hmm. so let's start our own shit let's take care of our kids let's make our families strong if the families are strong our community will be strong if the community is strong then we don't need shit from these people because we can take care of ourselves
1: yes yes
0: um and that i feel like that self empowerment got lost and and i and i put the blame on like you said a, a whole bunch of white folks becoming overnight activists without the knowledge wisdom and understanding of what these communities are and the mindsets that are birthed therein correct uh, where everyone wanted to lend a hand to this movement but i'm like as someone that grew up in a neighborhood that was mostly black and bosnian refugees and has read all the fucking books, I always wanted to pull these people aside. like, motherfucker, I don't care what your degree's in or what you think you know. Here's a reading list. And even yes. after you read those books, you still got to sit the fuck down because this yeah. isn't your fight. You need to be yeah. asking, how can I help? Um, so I know you got to get rolling, Benton, but I, I just want to tie that in and say the, the work that you're doing is so important for that reason, because when we change an individual, we have no idea what the ripple effect of that will be. Real talk. When you empower an individual, and he becomes a good husband and a good father, and, and then his family unit is strong. Yep. As you know, the courage and, and the the confidence mm-hmm. that that unlocks in someone is like you have no idea what that ripple effect will be. You have no idea right. what that what that man or woman is going to do once they get out into the world as a healthy, together, focused individual. You know.
1: Real talk. Real so, talk. You you got to see it in order to be it. And you're hitting the nail on the head. For me, the reason why I even do what I do is because there wasn't a me when I was growing up. These, these you know, well-intentioned, you know, white dudes in suits would come to our schools and be like, you can be whatever you want to be. Right. And me being in special education and in a gang, I'd be like, yeah, right. I can't, <laughs> you can be whatever you want to be.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm fucked, right? Yeah. Like, and so you're, you're you're dead on and spot on with that. And- let's just not forget that the government assassinated, arrested and did everything they could to get rid of Fred Hampton and Angela Davis and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and anybody who could support in raising the vibration in these places where quote unquote black and brown people were. And so I think what we're coming to is a recognition that we're all in this thing together. Mm. And, and that uh, when, when all of us win, I think it was Jesus that said, "What you do to the least of my brothers, you also do to me." Right? So, so when you when you feed our kids, and you imprison our our families, and you you fuck us over over here, you're you're actually just doing that to yourself. And I think at some level, we're beginning to recognize that that is at some point true. When I go into Amazon Prime right now, there's a section that says Black Voices right that has never existed in my lifetime right there's there are uh the black community has come together in ways that I've never seen it in my lifetime they, they, just economically right that's that's one of the best places to start is just like empower yourself inside of this broken system and create a space where you have uh Maslow's hierarchy of needs where you have space to to get creative because, you know, if, you, if you're just trying to eat, and there are people starving to death in America, if you're just mm-hmm. trying to eat, you're probably not going to be creative. If you're just trying to eat, you're probably not going to be able to, to, to be there for your family. And at some point, you may give up and just say, fuck it, drugs, alcohol, um, pimping, whatever the case may be, because that's all that's being perpetuated. So for me, I stand at the top of the mountain, I wave the flag, and I say, yes, I, I am Afro amazing. Mm. I'm so many other things, too, but I see that you see this skin, and so I'm going to wave this flag as big and as tall as possible so you know that there is another place for you to go where where the person can be dope, they can care about humanity, they can care about their family, and they don't have to do it with a suit on. I do all of this in Chucks. I do all of this how I do it. Right. That's Yeah. Yeah, man. There's, there's a lot to this conversation. And I just want to say, I appreciate you. I appreciate how you show up. I've heard your name multiple times from multiple different people and everybody said the same thing. I do solid. And so when you reached out, you know, I I said no to the last 10 podcasts, but when you reached out, it was an absolute yes, based on your name, proceeding you. Mm. Right. When I, when that starts to happen to me, that's true success as well because people are speaking about you when you're not around and they're all saying the same thing. That's a solid ass dude.
0: Oh man, that makes my heart so warm. Um, yeah, man, I got so much love and respect for you and and the feelings are mutual um, yep. and, and the sentiment is mutual. I've, the reason I reached out to you is because I've, your reputation precedes you as well, so I'm, I'm so glad we got to connect, man. Um, I'll be down in your neck of the woods in December. We're playing at Antones, and I'm gonna hang for a few days. Let's so, go. um, yeah, let's get together and chop it up in person, man. Uh, so much love to you and your family, and um, yeah, man, thank you so much for your time, bro.
1: Thousand percent, appreciate you, homie. All right, we'll talk soon, bro. All right, y'all,
0: that's it. Another episode in the books. Um, we're about to go on tour. I don't even know man By the time this airs I might already be on tour First show starts October 14th At the Turf Turf Club In St. Paul, Minnesota We're hitting all over The Midwest Southeast um, And then the Midwest again And then The Southwest And then the entire West Coast From San Diego To fucking Seattle Every major city On the coast Is getting hit And a few little cool uh, One-offs in there too So Head to satsung.com. Nope, that's not the name of my website. Satsungmovement.com backslash tour. Get your tickets now. A lot of these shows are close to selling out. We had two more sell out last week, so get your tickets now. Tell your friends, and we'll see you on the road. And we will see you next week for another episode of the Satsung Podcast brought to you by Onnit.